0: Well, good morning, church, and thank you, Cindy Streck, for reading our scripture passage this morning. Today is Graduation Sunday, where we honor and celebrate our graduates, and this class of 2020 has faced one of the most unique times in history. This is also a significant moment in our nation's history for racial justice, A moment that has grown into a movement and I hope and pray grows into lasting change. The people of our country have cried out for justice and are seeking true equality. One thing I appreciate most about young people is there seems to be no taboo conversation. I have valued your openness and honesty in taking on challenging topics. Engaging in sensitive subject matter and seeking to change our world for the better. I see an aspect of Jesus clearly in young people, for they are people of action. If Jesus was anything, he was a man of action. He saw injustice and equality in our world, and he didn't just feel bad about it, but he did something about it. He stood up for those who were being abused and mistreated. He elevated the outcast and redeemed the criminal. And then he looked at his disciples and said, I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Jesus saw us. He saw us in our brokenness, our pain, and our sin. And he did something about it. Perhaps when it comes to cleaning your room or filling out scholarship applications, young people are not the most action-driven group. But I believe there is a reason why Jesus chose teenagers as his disciples. There is a spirit in youth that diminishes as you grow older. A spirit that wants to roll up your sleeves and get into the work that needs to be done. You dream big and are willing to take risks. I remember in seminary, one of our professors who preached about youth. He remarked that when he was younger, he felt freer to be a disciple of Christ. He was willing to go wherever God was going to send him. As he grew older, gained a career, a wife, children, a mortgage, he felt more restraint, on his time and his freedom, less able to engage in the ways that he wished he was able to when he was young. I see the crowds of peaceful protesters desiring change for America, and many of them are young people. They have called us out on the injustices that have happened to George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and countless other black lives that have been wrongfully taken away. They are calling America to action, to see change. So when I hear God's call to his people in Micah 6, 8, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I see you young people out there enacting justice and striving to love mercy. This last part of Micah's word, I believe, is the challenge for many of us to do it with humility. These past few weeks have been a trial for me. I have wrestled with my own complacency in matters of social justice. I am sickened. By the hatred in our country, and brokenhearted for our black community who has endured centuries of racism, injustice, and dismissal. I even wrote an entire other sermon talking about my own disappointment with the Universal Church at how we failed to show up in a big way. Yet, after sitting with that sermon for an afternoon, and some wise counsel, I realized I had gotten onto my high horse of self-righteousness and was judging everyone from below for how they had failed. It lacked a spirit of humility. I believe God seeks for us to be humble so that we can enact justice and mercy in a more meaningful way. One that brings about real change. I think we do this best when we remember we are constantly students, willing to be taught and desiring to learn. We find ourselves this morning in Psalm 119. It is believed that King David wrote this psalm to teach his son Solomon the Hebrew alphabet and to reiterate the foundations of Christian life or of spiritual life. For you will see in your Bibles, each break in the psalm starts with a new Hebrew letter, and each letter has a set of eight verses. Each line begins with that specific Hebrew letter in the alphabet. Before we dive into our biblical text for this morning, I want to highlight that the vast majority of the psalms were written by King David. He was called a man after God's own heart. He was also an adulterer and a murderer. I say this to remind us of David's humanity. I heard a lot in the last few weeks about George Floyd. I saw Christians denouncing the relevancy of his life and dismissing the outrage of his death because George had drugs on him at the time that he was arrested And that he had allegedly broken the law. And yet we have King David as a hero in our Bible. Who committed far worse crimes than George Floyd. This is where humility comes into play. You see, George and David were created in the image of God. Both are deeply loved by their creator, Jesus came to this earth in hopes to spend eternity with both of them. This is truth for all humanity. We didn't earn it. We humbly receive this status of being so deeply loved and cared for. And as Christians, we need to place that value on every human life. And our words in the public sphere should be reflect that truth above all else David's gross misconduct is laid out for all to see and remember but the mercy and love of God is also intricately woven into David's life his life could still be meaningful after he had been so corrupt is primarily because he was still able to access his humility He was willing to see the air of his ways, repent, take the punishment, and move forward in right relationship with God. David returned to the truth that God is God and David is not. A hunger for power can be the biggest threat to our humility and our ability to follow Christ. In our scripture passage this morning, commentators agree this set of eight verses is summed up best with the word good. God is good. God's law is good. God's judgment is good. The word says, teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust in your commands. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. I am not sure how old David was when he wrote this psalm, but I know that he had already become a father. And yet he continued to have a teachable spirit. If there is anything I request of the Lord more, it is that I would remain teachable, that I would not have a white knuckle grip on what I think is right and wrong but that I would allow God's commands and words to continually teach me and guide me in how I should live. This, to me, is how we can humbly walk with God, by allowing God's word to convict, correct, and direct us in how we live our lives. For David is seeking God's knowledge and not his own, God's judgment and not the world's. God's instructions for a good life and not a recipe for power and prestige. At times, it will be uncomfortable. We will be face to face with our own sin and we can choose if we want to have a teachable heart. Willing to learn from the errors of our ways, let go of a false narrative about the world, and live into a better creation. Or, we can harden our hearts to God's call. We can assume we are right, and soon become unchangeable. David warns of those in verse 70 whose hearts are callous and unfeeling. This is a reminder to constantly submit our lives to God. Asking for eyes to see and ears to hear where we can be deaf and blind. Earlier in verse 60, David said, I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. And what is it that God commands us to do? Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Humility is essential in loving your neighbor. A willingness to care to that degree for someone who may be different than you, unrelated to you, and potentially offer you nothing in return, takes a humble spirit. It takes a person who truly believes God's ways are not their ways, and God's thoughts are not their thoughts. So when we take up the challenge to love our neighbor as ourself, we seek the better for the community, rather than just ourselves, we are laying down our selfish ambition and vain conceit. We realize it's not only our lives that matter. And if there are people out there suffering from racist violence, fear of their lives, and are disadvantaged in our society because of the color of their skin, we need to love them by standing up for them We need to be people like Jesus, and when we see wrong, we take action. If the church is living out this truth, if we are loving our neighbor as ourselves, we are not okay that our neighbor is hurting. We will not rest until there is justice for all. We will advocate for the oppressed. We will use the gifts God has given us, our platforms, our privilege, our minds and resources to love our neighbor well. Teach us knowledge and good judgment, God. Help us trust your commands that we bring about your kingdom, that through your church people will see Jesus. For we know you are good. What you do is good. Teach us your decrees. Graduates, may you continue to be students of God's word. May you continue to listen that your hearts do not grow callous and unfeeling. May you open yourselves up to God's direction, correction, and conviction. May you humbly walk with the one who made you and formed you. And may you be people who move and step with God's spirit, not hindered by the things of this world, but tasked to do what God created you to do, to do justice, to love mercy, and to humbly walk with your God. May this be a prayer for all of us. Today, let's be reminded that our God is good, and what our God does is good. And may we believe that God can do through the church is powerful and good. May we receive God's call with humility and hasten and not delay to obey God's commands. Let us do nothing out of selfish ambition and vain conceit, but rather in humility value others above ourselves, not looking to our own interest but each of us looking to the interests of others, not for our own good or our own glory, but for neighbor's good and God's glory. Amen.